Hello and welcome to Bring the Mustard, a special NRL and NRL Supercoach wrap for the week. We've got with me JL, Josh Layla, how are you? Mate, I'm very good, thank you. And yourself, Copes? I'm going well and we've got a very special guest, the guru himself, Tom Sangster. How are you, mate? Great to be here, lads. I'm fantastic. That's the way. And what's happening? Big news around the, around the traps? There is. Tom Jaboyevic looks like he's going to be ruled out with um, Jamie Lyon coming back into that team. So that's huge super coach news Jeez, for this week. Yeah. And I'm selling Jaboyevic this week. Turbo's out. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, let's get into a bit of the NRL preview for the weekend. It's Friday today. A couple of big games on the weekend. There's only four fixtures with the big buy round. But tonight we've got Penrith up against South. A big clash in, in the sense of where the, these two teams sit on the ladder. Penrith just outside the eight. Uh, South in fifth position on 20 points. Who's the favourites, lads? And, and I guess, what are your predictions? Mansour back last week was so good. Bouncing off tackles, his runs, he makes 10 metres every time he runs it. He scored a try. He's someone I'm really looking forward to seeing tonight. Yeah, being someone who's relatively close to the Penrith setup, being out there and having a lot of mates who follow them, I'm sort of looking at them with a bit of open eyes and realise that where they sit just outside the eight, they, they have had their two buys where a lot of teams haven't. So probably it's not a true reflection of the way they've been playing. They they did find a bit of form last week. Mansour, no doubt, gave them a bit of bit of oomph starting their sets off. But Souths are, Souths are going to come good, I think, on the back half of the year. And they're just finding their way through origin and I think they'll be too good tonight. Yeah, I think Souths will be too good as well. But the guy I'm really looking forward to seeing is Dallin Wateni-Zelezniak who uh, was absolutely on fire last week. I think he's a seriously good player. Uh, and with Matt Moylan out, uh, they need him to play well to get into the finals. And what about your mate Bryce Cartwright? Oh, mate, <laughs> I'm very fired up about him. I'm c- considering putting the VC on him tonight. Wow. wow. I've, I've bought him in, so I may as well just Take run the, the gauntlet. Yep. Totally run the gauntlet. Uh, had him in the 17 last week, and it didn't really work out. But hopefully we'll see Well, if, you, if you pay top dollar for him, you've got to get him in. So fair enough. Just on DWZ, I was at the, the Paramount a game where uh, Matty Moylan went down and I was there watching with a bunch of the boys who have played a lot of junior football with a lot of these guys and one of the NYC coaches, I think the under-20s coaches was with us as well and DWZ has played a lot of fullback throughout his junior career and I know the people out at Penrith are really excited about him um, leading the boys from the back so yeah, wouldn't be surprised if he put in a couple of really good performances. Yeah, I'm on South for that game tonight. Penrith, Penrith seemingly getting a few of their big players back will no doubt help. Wallace and Soward consistently in the halves will no doubt help but we will soon see. The next game is Saturday night at Wynn Stadium, St George versus North Queensland. A big game in the sense that a few massive players out. You know, you got Trent Merrin, you got Dugan, you got JT, Scott, Tamo out of these teams. It's going to be a clash of the better depth. It's a clash of the, the two teams that are in good form. North Queensland first lost last week in 13 games, I think it was. And St George up the top of the table as well. So a big clash and a really important one. Dragons fan in the house, the Guru Sangster. What are your thoughts? Can they get it done at home? This game is going to remind us, I think, of the Cowboys v Tigers game, and I think it was round 11 and it ended oh, two 8-2. nil at 80 minutes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of those clashes. It's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be freezing cold down there in Bulongong next to the ocean. Uh, it's just going to be an absolute trash fest. It's not going to be good for them, <laughs> um, but it could be entertaining. It could be close. Yeah, I think I think the one that I'm looking out for is Lachlan Coote. It, I think he's in for a big game. Seems to take on more responsibility when JT's out. Um, and playing at fullback, he's having a big impact this year and having a great season. Who are the halves? Is it going to be Louis and Cost Jason for the Cowboys? Louis and um, Ray Thompson. Ray, Ray Thompson, Thompson is being cleared My from goodness. injury. He's coming back three, three okay. weeks early. For mine, it's probably the battle of the halves. 
having Wood up there and uh, and Benji will be too good for probably the cows down there. Yeah, I think their the, the young outside backs are playing really well as well. Matautia and Ewan Aiken are fantastic and Nightingale playing at fullback, he's a serious player as well. So that'll be a good clash. The next one on Sunday, Manly v Cronulla over at Brookvale Oval. And that'll be an interesting clash in that the two halves, Daily Cherry Evans has been left out of origin, which we, we were going to talk about in the news section. And the other big news, Kieran Foran locking in that contract for two seasons with an option of two further years if Brad Arthur keeps that job as coach. <laughs> now, those two guys have had heavy weight on their shoulders all season, Sanger. And now they're free of that. Cherry Evans doesn't have to worry about origin anymore. He doesn't have to worry about his contracts four and the same, are we going to see Manly hit their straps? Absolutely. Cherry Evans is going to carve up in this game, and I'm seriously considering putting the C on him yep. for Supercoach this week. Uh, Andrew John said during the week that Cherry Evans will get man of the match. It's, it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I reckon yep. it's going to happen as well. This is going to be, and I've said this to you a few times, Lenny, and you've sort of scoffed at it. Manly haven't had <laughs> their back line at full strength for much this year, and this is going to be, um, if Lyon can come in for Turbo, they're going to be 1-7 to seven across the back there. Expect Fifi to put the Sharks on, on his back and carry him like he does during these matches. He'll probably, um, another shout for captain there, he'll probably round out 70 or 80, but um, I think Manly are going to be really, really good at Brookvale on Sunday. Yeah, let's talk a little bit of Supercoach just briefly, Sanger, and if you put the C on DCE in that game, that means you go past your man for Fita. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's not going to be a big call. It's a massive call it is, but he scored a couple of tries in the last few weeks, which have helped him out when I've had him as captain. Uh, I don't think he's going to do that every week particularly at Brookvale, which is definitely a fortress yeah. in defence for, for Manly side. Absolutely. The last game of the round, Monday night, we see West Tigers up against Parramatta at ANZ Stadium. Now, the man we have to talk about here, the Fijian warrior wow. on the outside, <laughs> Semi Randrandra. <laughs> Rad Radra. Yeah, how good is this guy? He scores three tries a week. He's Paul Gallen in attack, right? takes two hit-ups per set. He's, he bounces off tackles like there's no tomorrow, and he finds three line breaks a game. Uh, JL, you know, n- none of us own him in Supercoach, no. and it hurts us to say that. But if you had told me that he'd averaged 60 points this year, <laughs> I would have laughed at you. And now he's averaging 90. I remember we were t- I was joking about bringing him in after his injury, averaging 81, and we both had a bit of a giggle. And I, don't <laughs> think I don't think he's dropped below that since, so... Uh, look, he's probably the biggest man in the game, to be honest. It's, I'd love to see uh, either Marty Tapao shift out to the wing or Rudd Roger in the middle because <laughs> I think they're the only two blokes that can stop each other in the game at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. He's just got so much pace for a big yeah, guy. He reminds does. me of Jonah Lomu yeah. uh, in, in Rugby World Cup fit days. Jonah Lomu, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe not right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's a serious player for Parramatta. And the Tigers without Robbie Farrar, I don't think they're the same side. Tedesco is an absolute genius at the back, but he can't do it all on his own. Who's going to win there, guys? Who do you think? I'm, I'm going Parramatta, actually. I, I backed them today in tipping that I, I lodged my, my tips this morning, and I think Parramatta are the team to beat. Given that they are really unchanged with Origin, Hopawati goes out, that's the only change. So Farrah out for me at, at the Tigers, huge loss. Just looking at the draw there, I can see a Monday night game between two Western Sydney clubs played at an 80,000-seat stadium. It just seems to make sense, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Could have played it at Leichhardt, Parramatta or Campbelltown, and they're playing it at ANZ, so can't <laughs> wait for the atmosphere on Monday night. Yeah, so let's get into a bit of the big news of the week in NRL. And Kieran Four and Sanger, that is a huge coup for... The Parramatta Eels, it was looking like turning over and becoming a bit of a disaster, but they can now, uh, I guess, plan for next season. They've got the salary cap drama they have to deal with, but 
huge signing, two years at least, maybe four years if things go to plan. What do you see for Parramatta in the future? Oh, well, it's very good for them because they've also got Bo Scott on the books and Michael Gordon for, for next year as well. So um, they're three huge signings plus Anthony Watmo and hopefully that he's not too busted next year. Mm. Um, so it's massive for them and, and a great story in the paper today from Jimmy Hooper who's been all over this story from the start. He broke it that there was actually four different contracts for Kieran Foran, which wow. is it's just mental. It's just a hodgepodge, a disaster. Absolutely that crazy. That One of those get-out clauses, if he wanted to go after that first season, he could almost take a million dollars out of the salary yep, cap it's crazy. Wow. just ridiculous Johnny Bullos in, seems to be inheriting the golden goose there at the moment for Parramatta well, all these good signings he's ma- he managed to lock it in yep big Johnny Bullos so that, that was great news for Parramatta the other one I've just read here Cooper Cronk stated to be ready for Origin 3 he missed last week for Melbourne but that is great news for Queensland not so good for us blue baggers mm-hmm. uh, but I, I think that's huge news we spoke earlier in the podcast this week about how big he is structurally for that Queensland side and literally the last three games he hasn't played New South Wales have won so mm-hmm. that's big news the other one I guess is Cherry Evans being left out and Robbie Farrar potentially missing origin. Sanger, who would be the bigger loss? Cherry Evans being left out or Robbie Farrar missing for New South Wales? Well, for Cherry Evans, they've got Cooper Cronk in there. He's a better <laughs> right. player anyway. One's dropped on um, yeah, and, four. And well, Michael Morgan as well, who's a, is a bench player. It doesn't matter. For, Robbie Farrar is a huge loss. He's been absolutely um, one of our best players for the last three or four series. He always makes 50 tackles. He sets up all our attack. Uh, he, he is the second best hooker in the world behind Cameron Smith. Uh, so that's a huge loss. Yeah, and do you think, well, do we think he can get up? I mean, he had surgery the other night. He flew into Coffs Harbour. He's stating, you know, he's putting on a brave face in the media. JL, I mean, you think it's all smoke and mirrors and it's just so that Ennis can play. Yeah, I saw the, uh, I'm sorry, his confidence last night on the news and he was throwing passes uh, only one way. I did notice it. It wasn't passing with his bad hand. But no, I don't don't think there's any way that he's going to get up for it. A bit of smoke and mirrors. And I think this will be one that, we feel like leading up to game day will be touch and go, and then we find that he misses, you know, four weeks after the game because he's had to re- re- have surgery or something like that. So, for mine, I think he, he might miss out. Yeah, fair enough. The last one I wanted to touch on, Sanger, Apisai Corosau signing a three-year deal with Manly. Now, wow. Matt Ballon is an 80-minute hooker there. What's his deal, and how does he fit into the whole scenario? Well, do you, do I you have understand any that Matt Ballon is off contract at the end of this season. Right. So it could be a straight swap. And he may turn into an 80-minute hooker, which, and, and as we've seen, when he played the grand final last year for South, and when he's been asked to do the job for Penrith, fills in admirably, and, and he's a real weapon in attack. He is definitely, but I still think they have Jaden Hodges on the on the books for next year. He's a good so, player too. Yeah, he's he a good player as well, so perhaps they share it. Perhaps Appy gets 80 minutes. If he does get 80 minutes, it depends. everyone's going to be all over him for Supercoach. All right, let's talk. We've got the guru in-house to Thanks, talk Supercoach, and I'm not talking about you, JL, uh, but we may as well get into it. Some of the big news for the week. Let's talk about our teams from last weekend, uh, how we all performed. Sanger's on the hunt and, and really skyrocketing in the rankings. He's had a big couple of weeks. JL, you and I, let's discuss this for a little <laughs> second. We are, after this long into the season, we have such different sides and we have a total score of 16,858 points each. Yes. And we are tied 395th <laughs> overall. Which that is, is some of the rarest <laughs> things. I, I can't believe yeah. it's happened. And no doubt we're going to finish thousands of spots apart. apart yep. Me up the top and you down the bottom. 
<laughs> but uh, talk us through that. That's, that's an amazing occurrence. Mate, it is amazing considering on how often we disagree with um, each other's trades throughout <laughs> the week and how, how many trades I make after lockout as well, these sporadic trades I make on a Saturday afternoon. But, mate, that's, uh, it is unbelievable. And we've been switching places, I think, for the last maybe two months jumping one up and over each other, but it's it's no surprise that eventually uh, we were going to end up on the same score one week, so yeah, you and, you, and you had 1,150 points last week. Uh, you're happy with that, and, and what, what are you looking for your moves to be this week, your trades? Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't completely thrilled with it. A lot of guys, um, a lot of rookies managed to back up and put the C on Johnson again, which I think was a, a great point of difference. And obviously, uh, Ron Radra scored a thousand points again. So I was hoping for more in that that twelve hundred mark, but I'll take eleven fifty. I know if I'm in and around you, that I'm not slipping too far down the rankings. So. Oh, cheers, man. <laughs> uh, some big moves this week for mine. Uh, just quickly, I had I've got half a million dollars in the bank, and I did say from Brazil that pretty much all my trades from now would be upgrades. I wouldn't have to waste any trades going down. With DCE being available now for around seventeen and eighteen, I've managed to blow about $300,000 of that to come up from Strasser in my halves straight up to Cherry Evans, which is going to be a gutsy move. I'm also looking to move on one of Bromwich, Tolman or Frizzell, depending on how he pulls up um, this week. Trading out Seguero, bringing in Smith, bringing in Fafida for one of those guys, Strasser up to Cherry Evans, and there might be one more in there for me as well. Just have to see about the late mail. Yeah, fair enough. And talk us through, I mean, I'm going to discuss my trades in a minute. Yep. The Seguiaro to Smith one is something that I'm intrigued by and looking at doing myself yep. just to get a leg up on getting my best 17 sorted sooner yep. um, and also letting me free up cash as I'm selling one yep. JT this week to get him back earlier. So talk us through the reasoning for doing that, even though that neither of those players are playing this week. So the, initially, you and I both spoke about bringing in Smith and Woods in round 18, for a long time we were speaking about that. Getting to this tra- getting to trades this week and sort of having an idea, um, you know, with Turbo potentially out, hoping to 14 might be enough for my team this week. So using my last trade to bring Smith in this week, that way I can bring in one of uh, Chambers, Dugan, Chambers, Dugan or Brett Morris potentially for next week. So I'm gonna do one now, which gives me an extra number for next week, which is gonna be a tough round. Very good, and, and Sanger, let's just discuss quickly off the top of your head for, through a little bit of late mail. Uh, things that people need to watch out for, there's some big news from Manly that Jamie Lyon might be back, which yep. might hurt Trebojevic. Jamie Lyon, it looks like he's going to play. He basically just has to get through captain run. He's trained all week, so it looks like he's going to play and Trebojevic drops out. Ben Spina has a, a rib injury. He was named out of the 17 anyway, so he's definitely not going to play. Awesome. Um, so, uh, Adam Reynolds has been cleared. A lot of people have yep. um, bought in Adam Reynolds this week. I think he's the 10th most purchased player, so that's good news for him after that head knock last week. So they're the big three things to come out of late mail. Absolutely. Now, your team last week had a pretty big week, didn't you? We did all right. Yeah, we got um, 1,200, so we managed to basically... We, we went up the ranks by about 200 spots, so we're up into 1,500, uh, which is a lot better than it was looking <laughs> about two weeks ago. I think I've gone up 1,500 spots in two Beautiful. weeks. Nice. And your trade, early trade thoughts, I'm sure it'll backflip before tonight's plenty live countdown show. Plenty of backflips. I'm looking at getting rid of Tom Chaboyevich uh, and bringing in Kitty Glyman to free up the cash. 
Uh, I'm also bringing in Mansour from Mamalo, which is a pretty handy upgrade, yeah. uh, and DCE in for Harris, although I could do a backflip there and sell Soliola instead of Harris. We'll see what happens. Huge. Is there uh, any, any chance of Mamalo being available for next week? Do we know? He, he, he's fit. He will be fit, but he'd have to fight past uh, Lolahia in the yeah. pecking order. Lolahia is coming off two tries. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably say not. not. I'd say not. So yeah. that's why I'm selling, and I'm keeping Richie Kenner, who I yep. think is probably a better chance to play Fine. next week. Yep. Yeah, fair enough. Now let's just talk a little bit, Sanger, about the Supercoach Countdown Show. That's uh, every Friday night. Yours truly and yourself. Uh, it's it's a We've good got show. Mini on tonight as well. Yeah, Anthony Minicello. I've got Fatima, who's a Daily Telegraph NRL journalist, and we talk through all the late mail, the team changes. JL was watching from Brazil last week. He's just lost his wedding ring, looking really lost in here. That's not a good sign, mate. Uh, but Sanger, talk us through what you what you see on the show. You can find Sanger on at Tom Sangster SC on Twitter, uh, and the Daily Telegraph is at Daily Telegraph on Twitter as well. The live stream links will be on those two handles. Sanger, it's a good show. I mean, I'm on there, so I won't talk about it too much. <laughs> It's an hour and 15 minutes of absolute super coach gibberish. Uh, we do reveal the, the teams live for the Friday night game. Plenty of late mail. Uh, but the key, of course, is getting the teams live on the Friday uh, because if one of your players gets left out, just say Josh Mansell doesn't make it in this week, and I'm not saying that's going to be the case. Uh, but you want to know about it. You want to know that it's happened so you can uh, reverse those trades and, and get someone else in there. And the great thing I've found this year is hearing Minnie's insights into some seriously relevant super coach players being inside the dressing rooms and hearing his insight into those players is invaluable. Uh, there's no way I would have picked Takiyaho at the start of the year if it wasn't for Anthony Minicello. Uh, at the start of the year he said he was an absolute beast and to get him in uh, and apparently you went on that yeah, episode. I, I missed that memo. I can't believe it and he's an absolute jet. I cannot wait to watch him play for the Chooks for the next five years, <laughs> five, ten years. Alright, let's just get into a few things. We're going to talk about the most traded players this week, most traded in and out. We'll talk a little bit about our final 17s as well. So getting to the back of the buys, uh, 17 and 18, the last big buy rounds, and then we're going to you know, get into the trade mode where we want to finalise our 17. So we'll really focus in on the centres because I find that that's the area of most discussion. There's lots of people in the mix. We'll get the opinions of JL, uh, Sanger and myself. But let's start with the most traded in and most traded out players. Now, the obvious one this week is Josh Mansell. He came back last week, he had a relatively high break even and that's why people may be steered clear. But there's some serious sell targets this week in Qatar, Harris, a lot of guys Kahu. that are yeah, Kahu, a lot of guys that are in the mix to be sold because they're not playing this week. Would you be selling any of those guys to get in Josh Mansour, Sanger? I'm selling Harris this week. Uh, not for not for Mansour, I'm getting him in for DCE, but so yes, I would be selling Harris this week for sure. Uh, I also mentioned before that I'm considering selling Soliola. Um, so look so talk us through why there. You don't well, see him in your I want to I want to see one. I don't see him in my final 17. I, I, I see one of them in my final 17. So it's either one or the other. Uh, Soliola does have the dual position status, which is obviously a plus. Uh, but I probably see Harris potentially earning, uh, getting slightly more points over the, the end of the final rounds. Yeah, fair enough. And JL, your thoughts on Mansour? You're getting him in this week. You didn't mention him earlier, but no doubt he could be one of those ones yeah. for that last trade that you were talking about. Yeah, he's definitely in for mine this week, just depending on what happens. And with Frizzell, that will decide who goes out for mine. But um, yeah, he's definitely he's got to be in. I just wanted to see how he went last week 
coming back from injury. He's still got a, a decent average this year. I think it's in the mid to high 50s, even though he's got a few injury-affected scores. So a guy that just turns out the base stats <clears throat> like he does, running the ball out of the back end, I think is invaluable. And those weeks that he scores the tries, he, he walks into a 70 or 80-plus score. So you, you've got to get him as long as he's fit. That's my only concern is that guys that have one injury or two injuries might pick up a few more throughout the year. So fingers We've been burned a few times this year. Rory Sloan and Tom Rockliffe in yep. the AFL. And we talk about Adam Reynolds. You even yes. held him through his turmoil at the start of the year. broke his hand, yeah. Came back yep. and broke his hand in that first game back. Now, the next one on the list, Andrew Fafita, obvious choice. You know, these three guys, Mansour, Fafita, and the next one we'll talk about, Daly Cherry Evans, three absolute guns that are in your best 17 pretty much regardless of what structure you've got set up. Same Without way. doubt, yeah. Um, for Fido, I've had from the start of the year, uh, and there's plenty of ups and downs with him, but I'm glad that I haven't had to waste a trade to bring him in later on in the season. DCE, I'm also bringing in this week. A must-have, in my opinion, because he plays both 17 and 18, and he is going to be burned from that origin snub. He's going to go nuts yep. this weekend. Yeah, what are your thoughts <laughs> on the avenues to get Cherry Evans into your team? Would you be sacrificing some of these big guns? I know what you're about to ask. <laughs> that is, would I be selling Jonathan Thurston for DCE? <laughs> My answer is absolutely yes. I haven't done it, but I know someone who has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I am going to do that trade this week. I, I haven't discussed my trades, but I'm going to make three pretty big ones. I'm going Kata to Mansour, uh, Tohu Harris to Fafita, and Cherry Evans in for Jonathan Thurston uh, with the plan of uh, I've got the cash aside and I'm going to be going... <laughs> My mate Wade Graham yes. up to uh, up to JT in round nineteen. So let's just discuss Wade Graham for a second. <laughs> Where was the sniper? The so, sniper was on the grassy knoll. So I mentioned I, I sort of hit JL picked up on this from Brazil. I tried to hide this point of difference trade to the end of the Supercoach countdown show last week. I mentioned it and sang it almost threw up in his mouth. He was uh, offended by it, uh, and I was almost off the lounge. He made a break. He's through. He, all he had to do was catch the prune. He juggled it a little bit. He's about <laughs> to die. All he had to do was fall over the line. But he, in fact, fell over his own feet <laughs> and ended up half a metre short and then turned up over on his back before the line. And it would have been, you know, instead of a 44, it would have been a 70-odd score. So True. disappointing. But uh, hopefully he gets me through these next two weeks. And, and no doubt he'll play 80 minutes in both of those games. He still did do better than my man Bryce Cartwright, though. Yeah. So he's still ahead by, what, five points or something in <laughs> yeah. that race over the next couple of weeks. But hopefully Cartwright goes massive tonight potential VC option. Just, yeah. uh, one of the one of the talking points, Sanger, and I'm a bit of a, a stats snuff, unfortunately, but one of the things I helped talk Copes out of the cart or I trade with last week was if he went 40-40, his break-even would be 110. If he gets 40 tonight, does that create an issue for you playing him next week and then his, his price might not have changed in two weeks? Yeah, well, that is definitely an issue, but I've got to bring in Thurston that week anyway. Um, so so it, potentially he's a sell him. anyway. Yeah, okay. Who knows? I like to not plan too far ahead, and I know we're going to talk about final 17s, but case in point is Daily Cherry Evans get left, getting left out of origin. Yeah. yeah, yeah all this cash yeah. Uh, left over for all these trades that I planned down the track, yeah. and then DCE gets... Um, ruled out of origin and bang it's back to the drawing yep. board again yep. well I had I had forever and a day planned to make Wade Graham down into Adam Reynolds straight after origin and the buyers were finished in round 19 and he's going to be a very affordable 260k but now that Cherry Evans has been available this week my structure isn't going to allow it I'm going to have JT Sean Johnson Maloney and 
I can't have anyone else other than DCE there now. So now that money's been spent. So we'll talk about that in a little while. But the next one, I want Sanger to talk us through this. He's a Saints fan and I want proper pronunciation. Oh, yes. And yes, yes. Let's talk a little bit about the young winger <laughs> for the Dragons. Your kitty Glyman is a, an article. It Scots sounds like he's from a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kitty. <laughs> Very good. But uh, no, Uncliffe Scott's junior, so a local junior from the St. George area there. Uh, Fatima actually coaches a team, Fatima Kudu, from, oh, the, wow. from the Countdown Show. She coaches a team for the Uncliffe Scott's, so she knows your kitty Glimer quite well. Um, and it's fantastic to see local juniors coming through. I saw him at the Nines. The bloke is a weapon. I've seen him play New South Wales Cup. He's killing and, it there, isn't he? Uh, I haven't double-checked this stat this week, but I know that a couple of weeks ago he was the top try scorer in the New South Wales Cup, and he wow. probably still is. So a very, very good player, and a good chance to even hold his spot if there are injuries and if Dugan does get rested and I have heard that they're definitely keen to rest Dugan at stages uh, potentially in the next round that he plays after Origin. So that could make him a real prospect to get through these two weeks. Both the weeks, yeah. yeah. So 17, 18 then he could disappear uh, and if there are injuries he could end up playing. May that be longer. an issue later on as an AE do you think? He, he could he be, could. yeah definitely but I, I don't stress too much about auto-emergency More dramas. these two weeks first, yeah. yeah. Yep. Fair enough. Now, the next one on the list, Isaac Luke, uh, one of the mm. most traded in. Strange one, given that he's got a buy next week, but people see that he is 290k. Uh, he's an 80-minute player. Uh, he came back early from injury last week, and he looked good despite the 42 score. Uh, but he's a guy that I'm making a decision now that I'm going to sell Seguiaro. I'm not going to wait on him. I'm going to Cameron Smith, and I'm going to have Isaac Luke as my probably my 21st player wow. uh, and if need be if Cameron Smith ever misses a game I can just slot him in. Just makes me makes me laugh that four or five weeks ago he was in the most traded out players and a month later he's, uh, he's back in the most traded in with the injuries that, it, that have occurred with Seggy but uh, look, looks he's been a little bit indifferent for me this year I if he can get back to his best form he's probably in my final seven and he's probably one of the reserves because of his upside but this year he doesn't seem to be making as many tackles and he's even had goal kicking inflating that average of his, and it, it, well, it, normally it would inflate your goal kicking. He has missed quite a few, but he's only averaging 53 for the year. Normally, I'd say he's a, between a 60 to 65 average player on the with the upside. Given the injuries of Seguiaro, I can understand why people want to get him in now. Interesting that he has the buy next week. A little bit obscure there, but you know, if you want to run with two hookers on the way home, it's looking to be Luke and Smith because potentially when Seggy's back anyway. He's, um, he's not going to be an 80-minute hooker. So. But the signing of um, Apisai Korosau to Manly could, could change yeah, could that change as, well. as well. So potentially yeah. Seggy uh, ends the year on 80 minutes. We've seen Louis Brown uh, play a lot a lot less minutes since he signed with Manly as well. And sometimes, you know, not even in the 17th. So yeah, and he filled in a hooker on the weekend as well. So yeah. he's not even playing preferred position. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, last two that I want to touch on just quickly. Leisha and Leary. Two guys that people Leary was going to be playing this week and next week, and a lot of people mm. held on to held on to him. Leisha has been that guy that seemingly, <laughs> you know, you can't get rid of that bad smell. He's he's just been hanging around all year and averaging fifty, and he's been solid for people whilst there's been trouble in that position. Would you sell both of those guys if you own them, given that Leary won't play this weekend? Well, Leary, yeah, Leary's definitely not going to play this week, but he can cover next week. You've got to weigh up numbers for each week. I'm not sure what to do with Leary there. I don't own him, and I wouldn't want to own him for this <laughs> week. 
So you just got to weigh up your numbers there. You could be trading potentially for a gun like Mansour or mm. Fafita. Uh, if you can get those two guys in for Leary, I'd do it. What about your man crush Mateo? No, Mateo. <laughs> I've gone off Mateo. I've, I've gone Good. off Mateo. He's, uh, I, I think his minutes are going to drop over the next couple of weeks. They've got a few forwards coming back. Still managed to score well though, so yes, you can't yep. begrudge people for maybe jumping on for a couple of weeks on that train. But Leisha, would you sell Jail? I, I would say yes. I sold him a, a fortnight ago, so I'm not going to tell anyone else to hold on to him. But okay. um, no, mate, he's been great. He's been really good this year. He's made his cash, and see if you can't um, see if you can't get him out. All right, now let's talk final 17s just briefly. We're, we're going to talk about our potential 17s you know just briefly off the top of your head but the one position we're going to start with I'm going to run through the top averaging centers in the competition and the big thing for me is that I mean some of these guys if you had to name them at the start of the year they'd be in there I would have laughed at you Jack Bird <laughs> at three yeah averaging 65 Semi Radradra 89 the wow. highest averaging player in the competition Roger Tuivasa-Shek I probably would have could have said that, that. Yeah, yeah, he could have been in the top four. 68.13, he's averaging. Dane Gagai at four. Yeah, wow. 64.93. Back to, back to centre now, although he did, he did carve he did up on, on the, the weekend, weekend but yeah. it's, it's not his preferred position for super coach. Absolutely. Brett Morris at five. Score of 38 on the weekend with a try, but averaging 64, and he looks electric in that Bulldog mm. side when they're at full strength. Number six, Bodine Thompson, one of the safer guys, along with Soliola, who's next at number seven, averaging just over 60. Two guys that I think my structure is planning around having two of those safe center, second row guys. Uh, probably not Jack Bird at this stage. I'm looking at Soliola and Guerra. But at, at this point, I want two of those and two guys that can go massive. Uh, unfortunately, it's not gonna, not gonna be able to be semi, but uh, two of us are Sheck and someone like Dugan or Brett Morris. Uh, is my plan. The next one, James Roberts, 61. Oh, a lot of people are selling him this week. He's about yep. the seventh most sold player because he is, he's rocks and diamonds, isn't he? he yeah. You get, get your 20 or 120. Absolutely. Croker is next on the list, averaging 60. And then you get into guys like Luke Lewis, Chambers, Reed, Jack Reed. <laughs> Jack Reed in that list. That is amazing. Curtis Rona, the leading try scorer. He's one that needs to score tries to be involved in this conversation. Two guys that I want to discuss that aren't in that top echelon at the moment, but I think can be, Josh Mansour and Josh Dugan. So out of those guys, you know, I can theoretically I can see a lot of them, plus Aiden Guerra, being in final teams. Which four would you be going with in your team? Which four, if I had the choice, or which four do, am I going to have to have by yeah. the end? No, let's <laughs> go. I'm not going to get semi in there. But yeah, I no, yeah, no, let's go realistically. You know, in my, I think for me, in my. Bearing in mind, you've still got trades left, so you yep. could build up and get him if you really wanted to. Sorry, Dylan, Dylan Walker. Walker. Dylan Walker. Not in there. I've, I've yeah. got Dylan Walker locked in until the end. I reckon he, uh, he's had some injury affected rounds. He's. His average at the moment is deflated at 54. I think he's going to he's going to charge home at the end of the year. He's I think one, South's yeah. going to charge home, and even even at only averaging 54, I reckon you keep him. He's one I feel like with Mansour. They're both averaging 54 and 56. I think with some injury affected scores. So the games that they're playing 80 minutes, it's probably a little bit more like 60. The guys that I think I'm going to be stuck with because I don't think I'll be able to get big semi in there. It looks like it's going to be Tavasa Shek, Dylan Walker, Josh Mansour. Probably Blake Ferguson as someone that's going to be real dynamic after he gets out of his funk. And then next week will be one of 
Morris, Dugan, Guerra, or Chambers. So one of one of those four, plus Ferguson, RTS, Walker, and Mansour. Okay. So, and you've few. got you've got Bird and Bodine Thompson in your second row. Bird, Soliola, and Bodine Thompson all in my second row. Loves the centre, this bloke. <laughs> Loves the centre. Sanger, what about you, your top four guys? Uh, I think I'm, I'm going to end the year with quite a few centres as well because I've got Jack Bird, he's in the back row at yep. the moment, and I've got Roger Tuivasa-Shek as my second fullback at the moment behind Tedesco. Um, so I'm looking at... Have, I've, I've got Dylan Walker, Josh Mansell, Bode Thompson and Soliola, who I'm all going to hold. I'm going to end, I'm going to end the year with six centres, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think most people will, given that the rookies in Ewan Aiken, uh, Aaron Gray, you know, all, Kyle Lovett, all, all these guys got to almost top price. Soliola was 190 grand to start the year. Jack Bird has gone gangbusters and he's now 350k with a low break even. For me, in that centre spot... I'm going to have RTS as my number one, Mansour, Soliola, and probably Guerra uh, as my main guys. And then I'm going to have Dugan or Brett Morris next week as my swingman with probably Dylan Walker not in my 17, which is going to be a tough call each week. Let's just talk a little bit about, rather than naming a whole 17, JL's just sort of pointed out here, let's talk on structure. So which guys are you looking to have as your reserves? <coughs> for the remainder of the season. I'm going to have two halves locked in because I'm going to have Maloney and DCE as my bench half and 5-8 with JT and Sean Johnson. So there's two gone. My second row, I'm going to have one guy in there. Whether uh, Sorry, my front row is going to be for Fita, Aaron Woods and Jesse Bromwich. So one of those guys is going to take up a spot and then it's going to be potluck each week. Mm. You know, picking the right centre, maybe Isaac Luke against the right opposition. But for me, it's going to be two halves, a front rower and probably a second rower if I'm needing to be cautious or a centre if I need to go big. Yeah, I'm not going to lock myself in. I reckon I'll change my reserves absolutely every week <laughs> depending on who they're playing, where they're playing, whether they're day games, night games, what the weather's like, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and it's take that all in. into account. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what the game has come down to this, this year is captain choice and reserve yep. choices because everyone's got 20 keepers. Yep. Uh, so these little trick shots like selling Thurston, and, and getting big numbers for these buyers. This, these two rounds are absolutely crucial uh, because a lot of people are struggling and after these two rounds are over, you're not going to be able to make up too much ground. Yeah, absolutely. JL, what about you, your structure in mind? Yeah, initially, in a perfect world, it was um, two halves, a hooker and a centre. So it would have been, Seguiara would have been the backup. Then I got into this funk a little bit last year with Daly Cherry Evans was my last traded in player last year. It was a bit of a, I didn't really realise that he averaged 60 until I needed him last year and then liked the idea of having two halves as reserves. So um, I'm going to be back on that train this year. I'm going to have Adam Reynolds as my spare halfback and Sean Johnson along with DC and Thurston. So the four halves there. One of the centres that I spoke about, he'll be in my second fullback as well with Tedesco. So that'll probably be someone like a Blake Ferguson. And then I think I'm going to have to go with Woods will probably be Woods and Fafita in the front row. So I'll probably have Gallon, Parker, Fafita, and Woods in my front row. So whoever the fourth one is there will probably. So, so you're going to buy Gallon? 
I may buy you Gallon. You hate him? Uh, no, I don't hate <laughs> him. I think he gets injured a lot. I'll give him a good six weeks from He won't come in until around 22 or 23 for me. He needs to be back up week after week first before I bring him in. And if he's injured, which probably he, a fair call, which he probably will be, then it'll it'll no doubt be semi. It's I'm, probably I'm, sorry. You I'm go, clearing the decks for Gallon as well, just yeah. in case. Just, just in case. case. Yeah. Another guy I've got in my eye for next week is Trent Merrick. What do you guys think about him? Yeah. Under in, 300k. Uh, his minutes are going. <laughs> his minutes going to improve. You'd have to think over these last. If they stay in the hunt for the finals. St- yeah. If yeah. they're in the hunt for the, the finals, his minutes will have to impr- improve. Uh, and his minutes have been down over Origin, obviously. Yeah. I reckon he's pretty pretty sneaky buy at under 300k. I've looked at a couple of things with Ethan Lowe next week, and, and he was one of them. He and James Graham, if he's back, both two risky plays. I don't know whether I would actually follow through with it. That's it. Yeah, I, I was somewhere yesterday. I can't remember where I was, but I remember thinking about this and being in a bit of a day, a bit of a day. So I might have been mowing the lawn or something, thinking about it. But Marin <laughs> doesn't sound my- like you, mate. <laughs> Couple of voices in the head. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I can easily see myself bringing him in. It's just whether I can find myself playing him, and I think he he may when this Origin stuff clears and these guys are on the run home for finals, wanting to play top four. I think he's going to put his hand up and do really well, but. I can't see myself bringing him in in the next fortnight. I need to see two or three weeks of that back to old Trent Marin. If he goes up 20 grand, he goes up 20 grand, but I need to see that from him first. I can sell for Grevesmull and make money. So I think that's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whenever you can yeah. do that, that's the holy grail of Absolutely. super coach, isn't it? Absolutely. And the same is going to happen for Adam Reynolds in a couple of weeks where people yep. can sell cash cows for a bloke for 260k who's a Aaron keeper. Gray. Yeah. And average 70 for the rest of the year. Yeah. All right, that might do us, boys. Sanger, thank you very much for joining us, mate. Tune in tonight at 6.30pm for the live countdown show on the Daily Telegraph website. We'll try and get you back, even even if it's on the phone or or in the studio again sometime soon. Thanks, JL, thanks for joining us, mate. As always, the insight is just ridiculous (laughs) from that brain of yours. It's great to have you back from Brazil. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, Enjoy the weekend and good luck for Supercoach in the big buy round.